I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to our slash malicious compliance, where people tend to get exactly what they ask for and not in a good way. My friends, I hope you're having a superb day today. And the lineup of stories are super duper satisfying. So sit back, grab your favorite drink and enjoy the stories. And do hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. So this happened when me and my two friends were traveling to another city in my country with a quite old and slow night train. Now, we bought the ticket spontaneously and quite late, so we were divided into different compartments. Usually, it's not a problem to come to an agreement with people to swap places with you, as it's quite common practice. The wagon had about nine compartments with four people in each. Me and my one friend were in compartment number two, closer to the conductor's office, and my other friend was in compartment number nine. This other friend's compartment was also next to the toilet room. The thing is, you usually don't want to be in number nine on these old trains, because 90% of the cases, it would smell terrible all the way, because of the toilet. We wanted to ask someone from our compartment to swap with our friend, but it turned out that we had a nice couple going with us, so it's us two who would have to move. So we still haven't unpacked yet, as well as many other passengers. So we go to visit our friend at number 9 to see if two people from his compartment would swap places with us. We did feel lucky, as we saw that he had another couple with him just like us. Swapping should be easy, as we were further from the toilet and that's a huge perk. So the conversation went as follows. I said, hey, so we have a friend traveling here, and would you two mind swapping places with us? The Karen sitting there says, no. Get away from my compartment. Now, I want to note that my friend Nick is there, as well as another passenger, so it's not her compartment. So at this, my friend Alex speaks up and says, Lady, please, it's further from the toilet, and we'll be traveling together as a group. My friend Nick says, Yeah, please, if you would. Now, at this, Karen's boyfriend interrupts and says, Listen, would you calm down, damn it? I paid for my tickets, and we are staying at the place we paid for. I'm not willing to bargain. I said to him, excuse me, but we're offering better spots just because we want to be with our friend. Karen says, no, we'd rather sit here. You probably have ticks in your pillows or worse. Now at this, my friend Alex says, what? No, it's not that. We just want to have a chat with our friend, you know, sit together and maybe play cards. Karen's boyfriend then says, listen, F off. I paid and I stay here. You're supposed to stay where your ticket says. It's the law when you buy tickets. Now I'm thinking, well, that escalated quickly. There's no such law and no one cares, but okay. Her boyfriend made sure that he called us morons a few times so we could hear it going back to our compartment. Now, we were confused of such a negative reaction, and it's not something you ever come across. Usually, people would politely decline, and that's it. Our friend then texted us saying that they were complaining to him about us. What a lovely couple. So fast forward a few hours and we're getting ready to sleep. Nick decides to pay us a visit. He comes and says that number 9's starting to smell like piss because people have been using the toilet. So at that, we mock and laugh about him having to spend the night with two idiots and also having to deal with the smell of fresh poo. 
The nice couple that stayed with us at number 2 also laughed with us as we befriended them and told them the story already. About 10 minutes pass and someone knocks on the door. Now we're a bit confused of who it might be. We open the door and wouldn't you know it, Karen's boyfriend's there. So the boyfriend says, um, guys, so we've thought about your offer and we think we'd like to accept it. Alex says, you mean swap when we've already unpacked. Karen's boyfriend says, yeah, I'm sure it's fast and no problem and my woman's unable to sleep there. Alex then asked, it's the smell, right? It's probably terrible. Now Karen's boyfriend, happy that we got his idea, said, yeah, it's so bad. She's sick because of it. Now I see my friend, and I already feel what he's about to say. Alex then says, Sorry man, we're staying in the seats we paid for. It's the law. We then all laughed, and the nice couple had happy shocked expressions on their faces. The two ended up spending the night with the smell worsening every hour. Nick also suffered there, but he said it was worth it, listening to Karen eating her man's brains out over not being able to fall asleep. She did try to spray her perfumes around, but it only turned out to smell like a pile of crap on a flower bed. Oh my goodness, that sounds absolutely disgusting, guys. And listen, that's the true power of friendship right there. OP and his other buddy were willing to swap places with Karen, knowing it's gonna smell terrible, just to be around their buddy Nick to play cards. So I do love this person's comment right here. This person says, The icing on the cake would have been you guys all taking a big number two in the toilets right after they were rude. And OP replies, they're not worth it. I work for one of North America's largest aftermarket auto parts stores. One that begins with an N and has a blue and yellow logo. So at this job for a few times a year, we have what's called a bucket sale. This bucket sale acts as a marketing gimmick. It's meant to entice people to buy more than what they need. If you have three or more items, you can fit them in a 5-gallon company branded bucket, and the price of your entire order is reduced by 20%. In all honesty, it's a pretty good deal for what it is. The only caveat is that you're required to purchase the bucket for $2.99. Most customers that I mentioned the sale to are usually surprised and impressed by the generosity, especially since I don't follow the at least three items must fit in the bucket rule, as I prioritize getting a customer out the door with a smile on their face. $200 battery? How about we make it $160? $50 headlight bulbs? Nah, screw that. Take them home for $35 and get a free bucket out of it. Now, the reason I say that most customers enjoy this is because there's a handful of customers who would either not deal with having to carry a large bucket with them, or simply don't understand the proposition that I'm trying to offer. Fair enough. Maybe they've had a tough day and don't want to be bothered with paying less for more. It's no skin off my back. Now, usually, it's not a problem. Except for today. Not for a certain customer that I'll refer to as Karen. So Karen walks in the store. She's friendly throughout the entire exchange and knows exactly what she wants. Now this is always a pleasant experience as I hate customers who dawdle around and only accept service on their own terms. As she's ready to make her purchase, the following exchange occurs. I said, Okay, so right now we're looking at a total of $68.98. However, if I sell you a bucket, your total would drop down to $56.89. Karen then says, What do you mean? Why is it cheaper? I told her, I have a store-wide sale that's in effect if you buy a bucket. Karen then says, but I don't want a bucket. I want this stuff. I told her, that's fine. You don't have to take one with you. She says, but why would you charge me a bucket if I don't want it? I told her, it's policy. I can't complete this ticket under the sale price without incorporating the bucket. So with that, Karen responds, 
So why am I paying almost $70 when you said the total was $56? Are you trying to rip me off by selling me this unnecessary bucket? Can I speak to your manager? So I then go get my manager. I tell him what's going on before he talks with her. The manager has no patience for this kind of attitude and he says, Hi there, ready to go? Karen says, Yes, but I don't want to buy a bucket. Okay, ma'am, in that case, it'll be $68.98. Now Karen has heard herself in confusion and she says, But I want the sale price. Manager says, You don't want the bucket, you don't get the sale price. Karen then looks at the bucket pile, and in frustration, she puts down a $100 bill. The manager, while dispersing her change, says, It's a good thing you didn't want the bucket. There wouldn't have been enough money to give you your change back. A dejected Karen then leaves the premises. Oh well, we tried to help her. (laughs) Oh, silly Karen, that poor, poor woman. So Opie should have clarified that with the purchase of a $3 bucket, you'd end up saving a certain amount on the total order. Like, I guess it did kind of seem like he was forcing her to buy a bucket that she didn't need. And I wonder if she understood that part where the manager said, Good thing you didn't buy a bucket. There wouldn't have been enough money to give you your change back. But if she didn't understand the bucket deal, I don't know, guys. I really, really don't. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So this happened a few years back. I'm still driving my 2005 Santa Fe that's involved with this little dust-up. I had just gotten a new job in a different state, and because it was somewhat of a promotion, the company paid entirely for the move. After seeing all my stuff packed safely away, the movers started heading towards the new state. But as they were driving a different way to avoid icy roads, they were going to take a little longer. So we drove through the night and ended up staying at a hotel. On the way over, I noticed my brakes were starting to vibrate just a little bit, getting into the new state, and they were squeaking a tad. Now, they were new brake pads, so I thought, maybe new rotors if they can't be machined. No big deal, right? So after we get unloaded to the new place, I take the car to a mechanic shop that has good ratings, and was even recommended to me by my coworker. But I swear, they took a look at my out-of-state license plates, and they saw dollar signs. When I dropped off the car, I signed the work order for a tire rotation and a free inspection, just wanting them to confirm my suspicion on the brakes. I specifically told them to not do any work unless I specifically authorized them over the phone and in writing. You can probably guess what happened next. I called after about another hour to see what they found, and sure enough, the boss of the shop said that unfortunately, that I not only needed new brake pads and rotors, but also new calipers as well, totaling $1,200. But he said not to worry, as they'd already started working on it and they'd have it done in just under a couple of hours. Needless to say, I was pissed. I told them that I had not authorized this, nor did I agree that those repairs were likely necessary. 
I told him I'd be over in a minute, to cease all work on the car and that I would talk to him in person. So on the way over, I called a different shop, one that had better ratings, and explained the situation. She said it was highly suspect that they wanted to replace the calipers, but they would be happy to give me a second opinion of course, and they usually ran 300 bucks for new pads and rotors. Anyway, I get to the repair shop and proceed to tell the manager that I was taking my car elsewhere for a second opinion, and that if he was right and the calipers did need to be replaced along with the rest of the brake assembly, that I would be happy to have him do the work. He responded that he would be happy to have my car towed to a different shop for $150, but that he was legally obligated to hold my car as it was an unsafe vehicle, and that he would be liable for any damages that ensued if my brakes were to fail should I leave. Now I knew this was BS, we yelled about it for 10 minutes, with him every time refusing to budge, saying that he'd have it towed for $150 or do the repairs, nothing else. I told him he was committing a crime of Grand Theft Auto and that I would call the cops if he didn't put my car back together and let me drive away. He then told me, do it, report me for Grand Theft Auto, they'll back me up 100%, and they'll even fine you for driving with completely destroyed brakes. So I did. I called the police and was eventually transferred to a very nice female police officer, and I calmly explained to her my situation. She was super helpful and confirmed, of course, that the mechanic had no legal basis to hold my car against my will. She also did warn me that I was liable for any and all problems that might arrive if I was driving with bad brakes, that it wasn't his problem. She actually laughed at him saying that he was liable if I got into a wreck after I left. So I took my cell phone in and had him talk to her, and he proceeded to be a massive a-hole to her on the phone. At first, not believing that she was in fact a real police officer, and then insisting that she didn't know what she was talking about, that he'd done this before and he knew the law. He still didn't believe that she was a real, actual police officer, so she promised that he'd find out soon enough. 15 minutes later, after I waited outside because I was really close to just losing it talking to the idiot, a squad car rolls up and then they asked me where the manager is. They were informed already of the situation, they walked up to the guy and handed him something. Now I assume it was either a ticket or a summons or something, as they wouldn't tell me what happened, but they did look satisfied and were super nice to me. They told him to put my car back together immediately and let me go. This had all been over 4 hours, from the time I dropped my car off to the time they drove it out of the bay ready for me to drive away. After all that, he hands me the bill for $50 for a tire rotation, and $100 for the inspection. I had a copy of the original of course and told him to go F himself on the inspection fee. And looking at my car outside, I told him to go see for himself that the tires weren't actually rotated. The cops were still there too, so there wasn't much he could do but let me sign a $0 work order for nothing. And walk away, it was glorious. And of course, the other repair shop said it was just the pads that needed to be replaced, and they were able to machine the rotors so there wasn't a hint of vibration. So all said and done, it cost me $200, and I found a great new mechanic that I could trust in the new area. Wow, what a scummy mechanic, guys. It's a good thing OP did call the cops because what that shop did was super illegal. Like, how the heck did that guy think it was right to hold OP's car until he does that $1,200 brake job? Like, what if he didn't have the money to pay the guy? Now, I'm pretty sure a lot of the times, if you don't want something done against the mechanic's recommendation, they just have you sign a waiver, saying if crap hits the fan, they won't be held liable, or something. So I used to work as a manager at a small business. I was the only employee on site during the day, so I was expected to answer the phone, check in deliveries, help walk in customers, etc. Anytime they came in. Now, because I constantly needed to be available, I didn't have a real lunch break. I would just eat at my desk when I had time. 
So one afternoon, one of my boss calls me on the office phone and he said very casually, Hey, what's going on? What are you working on? I told him the project I was in the middle of and he said, Really? Because I've been watching the cameras and you've been messing around on your cell phone for the last five minutes. I explained to him that my fiancé had texted because there's an emergency and I was helping him try to handle it, giving him the account information, logins, passwords, etc. since I was working and could not handle it. My boss's response was, I don't care. I don't ever want to catch you on your phone again. Now I did try to explain that I didn't get any breaks or anything during the day, so I didn't have any of my own time to handle things that may come up. But he didn't care. So knowing full well that the owners, the other managers, and the staff members constantly text me throughout the day whenever they need something, I complied. So the next day I come in and I left my phone in my purse. I had a smartwatch, so I could see when I got a text, but I didn't answer, because I wasn't allowed to be on my phone. So after two days of me ignoring their request during the day, and only answering their calls after leaving, my boss came in and told me that we need to have a discussion. He called me out on my malicious compliance, but also acknowledged that I was essentially locked in the office for eight hours a day. So going forward, I could take a half-hour lunch break, where I didn't have to do anything else. And I was allowed to use my phone during the day, as long as I didn't abuse the privilege. Okay, so OP's boss sounds like a total creep, and I say that because I'm going through the comments, and OP does say that her boss would rather sit at home and watch the cameras than come in and supervise in person. She knew he constantly had screens open on his laptop, and he would watch them all day to make sure employees were working. Like, is that something that's even allowed? And on top of that, I'm very shocked that before this, OP didn't even get a lunch break, guys. It was after this happened that she was granted a 30-minute lunch. Once upon a time, I was semi-friends with my then-boss. I operate his machinery on weekends. I usually met him at his home and got instructions for the upcoming work for the next two days. So on this glorious Friday, he had just divorced his wife. I met him at his new place where most of his furniture was unpacked, and there were a few that were still unwrapped, fresh from the store. His two crotch spawns, ages 4 and 7, were at the scene. One of them took a hammer and started to bang away at the wall. And I took the hammer away from him and said something along the lines of, Hey, you have to be careful with these things. Don't destroy stuff just for the fun of it. Now at this, my boss gets livid. He said, Don't you dare tell my kids what to do. I'm the parent, and I don't appreciate anyone meddling in my parentship. Now, I just sat there perplexed. I had never seen that side of him before, and I didn't really know how to react. Anyways, everything cools down, and I got my instructions, and he asked me if I wanted a cup of coffee before I left. As he went to the kitchen starting the brewer, one of the spawns gets a hold of a knife and zoomed in on the brand new sofa, still in the plastic wrapper. The kid then starts to hack away with the knife. Now, he put so much effort in unwrapping that he made major damage to the sofa. The kid really went to town with his efforts. I was completely still, just waiting for my coffee. The kid worked hard for several minutes. He must have buried the knife at least 50 times in that sofa. So when my boss comes out with the coffee mugs, he snatches the knife from his kid, and he stared me in the eyes for what felt like two minutes. Not a word was said between us, and I took the coffee, the keys, and I left. So I'm pretty sure there might be a difference between parenting someone's kid and telling them that they shouldn't be taking a hammer to drywall and making holes in the wall, right? I just hope OP looked at the kid while he was stabbing that couch to death, and gave him a thumbs up. Okay, but jokes aside guys, I am a little bit concerned that a kid that young got a hold of a knife and thought it was fun to just bury the knife into a couch like 50 times. But that, my friends, is r slash malicious compliance. If you enjoyed this story today, do hit that thumbs up button. 
And if you missed yesterday's episode on the channel, an entitled Karen tries to tell police how to do their job, and it ends terribly for her. Check it out if you haven't, and myself and Steva will see you in the next one. We love you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.